Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci warns of needless suffering and death. The nation's top infectious disease expert tells Congress reopening the country too soon could be dangerous. There is a real risk that you will trigger an outbreak you may not be able to control. Plus, what Fauci said about whether a vaccine could be ready before kids return to school. Classes canceled. Breaking news out of California. The nation's largest four-year university system goes online for the fall. And the governor lays out the rules to open malls, restaurants, and other businesses. Mystery illness grows. More than 150 children across the country suffering from a pediatric inflammatory syndrome. What we're learning tonight. New China cluster. Six cases in Wuhan. The origin of the outbreak leads the Chinese government to test all 11 million residents in 10 days. The president's finances. Blockbuster cases argued before the Supreme Court today could determine whether Americans can get a peek at the president's tax returns. Tonight, new details in the death of Ahmad Arbery. CBS News has obtained the autopsy report that shows he was shot three times. And the high school principal who hit the road to deliver a special message for every one of his graduating seniors. It's a true class act. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with a stark warning from the nation's top public health advisors. The U.S. is not out of the woods and is at risk of a resurgence of coronavirus. Testifying before Congress remotely, the country's leading infectious disease doctor, Anthony Fauci, told senators that states and cities are risking further outbreaks by rushing to loosen restrictions. But while Dr. Fauci said most states have not met the federal government's criteria for reopening, tonight California's governor became the latest to lay out plans for allowing people back into restaurants and other businesses. And as we come on the air tonight, more than 82,000 people in the U.S. have now been killed by COVID. COVID-19. And there are more than 1.3 million confirmed cases nationwide. 
but there are some reasons to be cautiously optimistic. Tonight, the FDA says it has fast-tracked clinical trials of another vaccine, one being made right here in the U.S. Today, Dr. Fauci told senators we could know as early as late fall or early winter if the vaccines currently being tested are successful, though he said it will not be in time for the start of the school year. There are a lot of headlines tonight, and we've got a team of correspondents covering them all. Nancy Cordes is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Capitol Hill. Nancy, good evening. Nora, the president has pushed for states to reopen, and most of them are easing restrictions. But Dr. Fauci cautioned that all of them are defying federal guidelines that call for a two-week reduction in reported cases first. The nation's top infectious disease expert had this warning today for states that reopen before cases drop. I feel if that occurs, there is a real risk that you will trigger an outbreak that you may not be able to control, which in fact, paradoxically, will set you back, not only leading to some suffering and death that could be avoided, but could even set you back on the road to trying to get economic recovery. Fauci said the virus is still not contained, a point underscored by the sight of four of the nation's top health officials and many senators attending the hearing remotely, accompanied only by their dogs. The White House revealed today that President Trump and Vice President Pence are now distancing from one another after both came in contact with infected staffers. I find our testing record nothing to celebrate whatsoever. The president's task force took heat from both sides today. The death rate in the United States, especially when compared with other nations, is unacceptable, isn't it? FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn. I completely agree with you that this is an opportunity for us to take a look and determine how we can do things better. President Trump struck a more triumphant tone yesterday. We have met the moment and we have prevailed. And yet an unreleased FEMA report found that infection rates in early May surged by more than 70 percent in cities like Des Moines, Iowa and Nashville, Tennessee, where businesses just began reopening yesterday. But in other parts of the country, we are seeing spikes. But with unemployment hovering at 15 percent, Fauci's cautious stance did not go over well with Kentucky Republican Rand Paul. And as much as I respect you, Dr. Fauci, I don't think you're the end all. I don't think you're the one person that gets to make a decision. We can listen to your advice, but there are people on the other side saying there's not going to be a surge and that we can safely open the economy. I have never made myself out to be the end all and only voice in this. And we don't know everything about this virus. And we really better be very careful, particularly when it comes to children, because the more and more we learn, we're seeing things about what this virus can do that we didn't see from the studies in China or in Europe. Democrat Bernie Sanders pushed Fauci and the other health officials on whether the vaccine, when it's available, should be free for all Americans. All of them said that's not their call. They don't set drug prices, but they agreed that no one should go unvaccinated because they can't afford it. Nora. All right, Nancy, on Capitol Hill tonight, thank you. Tonight, CBS News has learned the CDC is likely to issue a nationwide alert this week to help track that mystery inflammatory illness now affecting more than 150 children in the U.S. At least three of those cases are in California, where tonight that state's governor is laying out guidelines for opening businesses in his state. Here's CBS's Jamie Ukas. 
In California, hostility to strict social distancing orders. Those defying arrested in Fresno. But late today, possible relief. Governor Newsom issuing new guidelines to partially reopen the world's fifth largest economy. For reopening in-room dining, outdoor museums, botanical gardens. Across the country, we are there is pushback on the push to reopen with restrictions. Despite strict rules on this stretch of beach in Naples, Florida. No social distancing at all, no, no masks. In Tempe, Arizona, those who had just graduated in a virtual ceremony packed a local restaurant. Health officials say the concern is justified. There are now more than 150 children nationwide infected with a mystery illness possibly linked to COVID-19. Today in New York City, 14 new cases of pediatric multisystem inflammatory syndrome, a jump of nearly 40% in just 24 hours. I know parents around the state and around the country are very concerned about this and they should be. On Broadway, the show will not go on. Theaters dark at least through Labor Day. Almost all California State University campuses now will close in the fall, except for online classes. The worst mistake we can make uh, is to just throw those face coverings off. It's still virulent. It's still deeply, deeply deadly. Newsom says when California restaurants are finally allowed to open, you'll get a throwaway menu and tables likely will be empty with no salt and pepper allowed. While there is no overall timeline, the governor says he will be more flexible with smaller communities that have fewer cases. Nora. Jamie Yukas in Los Angeles tonight. Thank you. Also tonight, the FDA is fast-tracking a possible coronavirus vaccine being developed by drug maker Moderna with the help of the National Institutes of Health. CBS's chief medical correspondent, Dr. John LaPook, has more in our series, Racing to a Cure. Moderna says its vaccine, which was fast-tracked by the FDA today, works differently from traditional vaccines by using genetic material known as messenger RNA to instruct the body's immune system to fight the virus. The company says just two months after the NIH received the genome sequence for COVID-19 from China, a vaccine was ready for clinical trials. The NIH trial moved very quickly. And if we are successful, we hope to know that in the late fall and early winter. That can be one small piece of their work. I'll be really pleased with, with my part in it. Carol Kelly was one of the first to receive the Moderna vaccine. The moment they were about to inject it into you, did you have any second thoughts? At that point, I was ready to go. The Moderna vaccine is one of eight being tested in human trials worldwide and one of three based in this country. A Chinese vaccine has also advanced to phase two, and there are more than 100 in development globally. It's highly unlikely that any one vaccine could be made in a quantity to give to the entire world's population. So we want everyone to hit a home run. And the more home runs we have, then the more successful we'll be to, um, to actually prevent disease and, and make a population immune. Dr. Fauci tells CBS News vaccine testing is being sped up safely by combining the second and third phases of what is usually a three-phase process, all the while watching closely for any serious side effects. Nora? 
Dr. LaPook, thank you. Tonight, there are reports that China wants to test all 11 million residents of Wuhan for the coronavirus after new cases popped up there. Remember, Wuhan is where the pandemic started. And in Europe, as lockdown restrictions ease, we're taking a closer look tonight at Sweden, which has some of the world's loosest restrictions. The question is, at what cost to public health? Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett. With Europe beginning to lift strict lockdowns, Sweden stands as the one country that never imposed a mandatory shutdown. Officials recommended social distancing, but schools and businesses and bars largely stayed open. Its COVID death rate is higher than the U.S., but officials say the infection rate appears to be slowing. It remains to be seen whether the strategy of herd immunity is paid off. The bars are back open in Germany, though cases there have begun climbing again. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson set out a cautious plan to get Britain back to work. Our journey has reached the most uh, perilous moment where a wrong move could be disastrous. A surge in cases in Russia has now put that country second only to the U.S. President Putin's spokesman Dmitry Peskov has now been hospitalized with COVID, yet they're easing restrictions too. Each country facing the same delicate balance, how to live with the virus without raising the risks of dying from it. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London. Now to the economic pain that many Americans are feeling. April, grocery prices saw their largest one-month jump in 46 years. The strain on household budgets is one of the biggest worries that many of you have shared with us since we first asked you to text me. So we asked CBS's star Mark Strassman to report on the struggle to make ends meet. Hi, Nora. I've been furloughed from my job. I We're so far in the hole now. Um, it was hard to see that. It was really heartbreaking because I'd worked so hard. Hi, Nora. Gay Span texted Nora from Atlanta. I applied for unemployment that I just received a week ago. She's 51, jobless, and scared. I don't want to be homeless. I just, I don't want to be homeless. Is that a worry? It is a worry. Span, a travel specialist, was laid off six weeks ago. She collects unemployment and $600 a week from Washington's pandemic response. But she's two months behind on rent, almost $3,000. I've never been late. I always pay my rent. I want to pay my bills. It's just, it's just scary. Like, what happens if the support is gone? What, how am I going to eat? Many of your texts to Nora included worries about paying the rent or mortgage and getting help with tough decisions. Your number one priority is food. Everything else after that is negotiable. That means you can talk to your landlord. That means if you have a home and you've got a mortgage, you can talk to the lender. Consumerfinance.gov has a tool that prioritizes which bills to pay. Span worries about July 31st, when the $600 weekly payments stop. Can you live on just your unemployment? No, absolutely not. And her rent debt will only get deeper. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Thanks to all of you for texting and sharing your stories. Here's the phone number if you'd like to share your thoughts, and we'll keep you up to date on the stories we're following at CBS News. Look forward to connecting with you. Turning now to an extraordinary Supreme Court session. Today, the justices working remotely heard arguments on whether President Trump can be forced to turn over to investigators his private financial records, including income tax returns. CBS's Jan Crawford with more. Oh, yay. 
Oh, yay. Oh, yay. With the traditional call to order, the justices went to their phones, and Americans could listen. The questions and a clash over constitutional powers were sharp. Justice Sonia Sotomayor. There is a long, long history of Congress seeking records and getting them. The stakes are high, whether Democrats investigating President Trump and a New York district attorney exploring whether his campaign paid hush money to adult film star Stormy Daniels can subpoena the tax returns and other financial records he has long sought to keep private. The Supreme Court has told other presidents to comply with court orders. President Nixon in Watergate, President Clinton in the civil lawsuit by Paula Jones. But some justices, like Chief Justice John Roberts, seem troubled by the scope of the investigations. Even liberals, like Justice Stephen Breyer, indicated there has to be a stopping point. The fact that what I hold today will also apply to a future Senator McCarthy asking a future Franklin Roosevelt or Harry Truman exactly the same questions, that bothers me. A decision is expected this summer. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Washington. In Georgia tonight, the prosecutors who first investigated the killing of Ahmaud Arbery are now under investigation for their handling of the case. It took more than two months and the release of a graphic video before a father and son were charged. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. Tonight, the Ahmaud Arbery autopsy report obtained by CBS News shows Arbery was shot three times, twice in the chest, and did not have drugs or alcohol in his system. Today in Brunswick, Georgia, protesters demanded the first two prosecutors who handled the shooting death of Arbery be fired. Georgia Attorney General Christopher Carr announced he's requesting an investigation into the handling of the case. We need to determine the facts. We need to know what happened so that justice will be done. 64-year-old Gregory McMichael and his son Travis were charged with Arbery's murder 74 days after they chased, shot, and killed him February 23rd. The McMichaels told police they thought Arbery was a burglary suspect. Arbery's family said he was out for a routine jog that day. Video taken just minutes before Arbery was killed shows the 25-year-old looking inside this open house under construction. The owner, Larry English, says he's shocked and deeply saddened by these events. I think at heart maybe they had the good intentions of trying to do the neighborhood a good deed. Um, but maybe it got out of hand. Next month could be the earliest a grand jury hears this case. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Dallas. This school year ended in a way no one expected, at home. Well, a principal outside Dallas decided to gas up his car and do something nice for his seniors, every one of them. CBS's Maria Villarreal with this final class act. Three, two, one. Having to social distance during your senior year can be traumatic. Good morning, everyone. And so when Principal Verdi Montgomery was forced to close Wiley High School's doors, he knew he had to find a way to stay connected. They can't come to me. I'll just go to them. Did you really think I, I can get to all 612? Well, when I told my wife what I was going to do, she gave me that look that I'm familiar with. The, like, the you're, you're crazy you're crazy. Look. I can't. You're not going to do this. 12 days and nearly 800 miles later, Verdi and his wife have visited almost every senior's house, including Lauren Gurley's. How'd that make you feel? I cried. <laughs> Why? It's good to know that somebody cares about you. How's it going? He gave each senior a card and some candy before taking a selfie. 
What was the hope that you would get out of that? Pretty selfish because I told them from the jump go, this is really not for y'all. Y'all are handling this fine. And I just want to see you and I just want you to know I care about you. This matters. This matters a lot. His visits were brief, but his message lingered. Giving people a sense of hope, letting them know that they're not alone. Proof that despite the distance, people still care enough to stay connected. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Wiley, Texas. And a reminder, we are all in this together. What a great principle. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, a bright spot in this challenging time, how dogs and their humans are helping each other through the pandemic. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Stay safe and have a good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.